if you're tuned in right now, I believe from the bottom of my heart that you will be successful trading Forex. But how many times have we seen our favorite actor, our favorite athlete, our favorite entertainer make a lot of money, become super successful, but then get in trouble because of taxes? Today, I decided to bring on a guest who is a new friend of mine who is not only 10 years vetted as an accountant with her degree, but she's also in the business of helping traders, day traders like you and I get their taxes in order so that we can enjoy the fruits of our labor and not have to worry about the government looking over our back and essentially taking what's in our pockets. Today's episode starts right now. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Forex Beginner Podcast with Calvin the New Trader. On this podcast, you'll get daily motivation, encouragement, and Forex trading tips as Calvin the New Trader shares his journey with you. So today we have a professional with us today, a professional accountant. She goes by the name of Abby, a.k.a. The Relationship Accountant. Abby, how are you today? What's going on? I'm doing great. I love this energy. You're so hype. We got to keep it. I love it. it. We got to keep it up. It's so much of that negativity out there. We got to keep it up. Even when it's not right and even when things are not the way they should be, we still got to keep it up, right? But um, Definitely. listen, I am excited to have you here today. Just tell me a little bit about yourself. Are you married? Do you have children? Just tell us a little bit about Abby. What does Abby like to do outside of figuring out who needs to pay who and how much is owed to the IRS? <laughs> Well, I'm originally from the island of Haiti, so I'm an island girl, um, but I was raised in Sarasota. Um, I have what? I have my bachelor's in business management, my master's in accounting, not married, single woman, <laughs> divorced, but um, I do have um, an 18-year-old that is at Spelman her first year, so she's super excited about that. Um, what else? I mean, I've been in the tax strategy, um, industry since 2014. I love numbers. Originally, I wanted to go to medical school, but that didn't work, right? God's plan and our plan is not the same. <laughs> so, um, that's pretty much it. I love Florida. I love the sun. Um, I love the Lord. That's it about me. <laughs> You went to college and you wanted to be a medical student or you were a medical student and you switched to accounting. How did that happen? Well, I wasn't a medical student. I wanted to go to medical school, um, but the terminologies was just harsh. And um, but raising uh, my dad is a businessman. Um, he's an entrepreneur. So raising with him, um, I understood numbers at a young age. So when the idea of going to medical school one out the door. Um, I, I I was married at a young age, and um, my ex husband was a breadwinner, 
So after my divorce, I had to put my big girl pants on <laughs> and went back to school and pretty much did what I was best at. Sometimes, you know, we we try to choose a major. And realistically, if we kind of look at what we're really good at, it's easy to really choose something. And I was good at numbers. I was good at finance. I was good at economics. So I chose accounting. I love it. So how many years have you been in the field of accounting? Um, 10 years now. Wow. A whole decade, whole decade. <laughs> and how did you land in this space of investors? Cause I'm sure you have, um, accountants that specialize with business owners, traditional business owners. You have accountants that specialize, um, with, you know, with other forms of business. What made you land with us traders, day traders specifically? Full transparency. I lost about $280,000 in the stock market. And when, Wow. <laughs> I wasn't you know, expecting was... that one. I was expecting you to say, well, you know, my ex-husband or my ex-husband's brother or my cousin ended up getting into a hard situation and I had to help out. I did not expect you to jump out there and say Listen. it was me. Wow. Go it ahead. Me. Please continue. Listen, <laughs> I lost all my life savings in the stock market. So when everyone was, you know, pretty much making it in the stock market, I was losing it. And I remember completing my tax return that year. And I'm looking at my CFO and I'm like, something's wrong with these numbers. And she's like, no, nothing's wrong with these numbers. You can only write off $3,000 up to seven years. And I was like, mm, we're missing a loophole here. So I did a couple of years and went digging and started reading the publication. And I got into um, I got into section 475 and I just kept reading and reading and reading and reading. And I found the loophole and I'm like, what happened to me is not going to happen to no other traders. Wow. And I fell in love with trading being, I think being a trader myself, being a full-time trader and being an accountant for traders, I think it's just a win-win. Um, I love to trade. I love the stock market. Um, but you don't want me to teach you how to trade. You'll lose all your money, Calvin. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So you're still actively trading as a day oh. trader in the stock market. Oh yes, definitely. Wow. So I probably you, trade more than I work. You did say something that really caught my eye. You went behind the person that was doing your, your uh, taxes at the time that was running your numbers. You mm -hmm. went behind that person. You did the research, you did the reading yeah. and you saw that there were some loopholes there. How important is it for us traders to either be informed or find somebody that is well-informed to go the extra mile and find those loopholes for us. How important is that? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, wow. It is so important. Regardless what industry you're in, right? I always tell people that you want to make sure the professional that you do hire understands your industry. Why? Because that individual now masters that industry. It's kind of like me saying I serve traders, but um, my client is a trucking 
client, right? So the accountant that masters or the accountant that service trucking company is going to understand that industry more than I understand that industry. So it's not only important to choose an accountant that understand the industry you're in, but it's also important for you to know the basic, right? Because a lot of times we just sign documents without even understanding what it is that we're signing, right? If there are mistakes that has been made in our documents, we don't, we wouldn't even know. We're just signing. So it's very important to, for you to be informed. Um, when I teach, um, uh, when I serve my clients, I teach them as well because I want them to understand the, the at least the basic of what is taking place. So um, the public, the publication, all I do is drop it to a third grade level <laughs> and and explain it to them because then by understanding it, right, then they own it. Because when we know something, we own it, right? It's when we don't we don't know something that we we become slave by it. But but once we know it, we own it. So I truly believe that it's important to know the basic, not just trading, but understand taxation and the trading level. Even me as an accountant, I didn't fully understand taxation, right? For traders, I had to go do that research. I had to do my fundamental. So I always tell my traders. Look at taxation just like you look at trading. Before you get into a trade, you plan your trade, right? You look at the fundamentals of the company. You do your technicals. You do your DDs, right? Um, you know what, what's not what's your stop loss. You know your rules. You know you know you know your risk to reward. You do your homework. So it's the same thing too when it comes to your taxation. You need to do your planning. You need to do your fundamental. You need to do your DDs. You don't just you don't just make the money and then give it back. That's not how we do things. What are the similarities between um, doing and preparing taxes in the stock market versus in or compared to the foreign exchange market? Um, there is a huge difference because a lot of the foreign market is un, un, unregulated. So when we look at the way Forex is taxed, it's not the same way as um, stocks and options are, are taxed. Um, futures are not um, taxed the same way as um, um, options um, are taxed. And this is why it's so important for you to talk, talk to your accountant, because when you receive a 1099B, right, uh, a lot of people do not know what a 1256 is. And not, a lot of people do not know that you need to make an option of a 988. So um, they are taxed differently. They have their own rules and regulation. So it's important to know the basic, you as an individual, you as a trader, but it's important for your accountant to know it all. Absolutely. When is the right time for traders to be thinking about taxes? All year. Yesterday. Yesterday. Taxation is yearly. The only thing that changes from taxation um, on a season is the laws. The codes don't change. The publication hasn't even been updated in years. So taxation is all year. So if you think of it, right, how many quarters in a year? Four. So if you are paying quarterly tax, you pay in taxes every quarter. What happens is that as a, as a trader who is trading under an individual account, right, an individual account meaning Social Security, right, we trade under a Social Security account, we, we're trading like it's a hobby. It's a hobby. But the individual that is trading under an entity, that, that individual is the true trader. That individual is what IRS considered as a day trader. 
See, IRS sees us as two ways. We're either a trader or an investor. IRS states in publication 475 that if the true, if the nature of your trading activity is not business related, you're not a trader, you're an investor. So it's important to identify which one are you. Are you a trader or an investor? Just because you're trading under your social security number doesn't necessarily mean you're a trader and IRS eyes you as an investor, not a trader. So one is you would want to identify which one are you. So throughout the year, if you're trading under an entity, if you're trading under an LLC or an escort, you are paying either quarterly tax every quarter. So you want to make sure your taxation is, is in order. But I think what happens is that we stop respecting things like a 95 does. You're supposed to pay tax as you earn. So if you earn $5 today, you're supposed to pay tax on that $5 today. What happens that in your W-2, your company pays the tax for you on a weekly base or on a, on a bi-weekly base, right? So when we start running a business, we have this mindset that taxation is no big deal. It's not something that we need to look over in a daily. It's not something we need to look on a weekly when it should. You should literally be running it just like it was your W-2 in the corporate world. So if we're looking at the end of the year, we're late. Even if you're looking at taxation on um, mid of the year, you're late. You are late if you're not having the mindset of taxation throughout the day. You're late. What's the first thing that I need to do? I'm, I'm just starting out. Let's say mm -hmm. I have a course or something um, that I just purchased and I'm ready to fund my first account. I'm ready to take $500, $1,000. I'm ready to put it into my brokerage account and I'm ready to start trading. What should I be thinking about tax-wise as I'm well, doing if that? You are, if you are a beginner and you are a trader, right? You just started trading. The first step is master your craft. Taxation shouldn't even be in your head, right? Master your craft. What does master your craft mean? Your fundamental, your technicals, you know, your paper trading. You have mastered your craft. Now you are a profitable trader. Now, once we become a profitable trader, we speak in different language right? Once you become a profitable trader, then you want to identify, am I a day trader? Am I a swing trader? Am I a scalper? Am I a long-term? Do I do leaks? You need an identity. What type of trader you are? It doesn't necessarily mean you can't be all. I'm a day trader. I'm a scalper. I'm a swing trader. I'm a long-term investor, but respect each account. You'll find I had a client that had over 12 accounts. Why? Do they have a purpose? Do they have a reason? I would say master your craft, become a trader, right? Two, identity, identify what type of trader you are. Three, become a profitable trader. Once you become a profitable trader, then things change. Because once you become a profitable trader, you shouldn't be trading under your social security number. You should be trading under an entity. Because now that I'm trading under TTS or I'm trading under an EIN, that course is a deduction. That book is a deduction. The home office is a deduction. <laughs> Everything is pretty much that is related to trading that is ordinary and necessary is a deduction. So if I'm deducting these expenses, I'm lowering my net income. I'm paying less taxes. If you think of a perfect example, let's use your home office as an example. Let's just say your home is 2,000 square feet, but 300 of it is your office. If you take 300, you divide it by 2,000, 
that gives you 15%. That's 15% of the mortgage, interest, tax, maintenance, electric bill, phone bill, or a deduction. A lot of us that are out here, you know, we're, we're doing all this commotion about, yeah, I trade, you know, we're taking little trades here and there, but we're winning some, losing some, winning some, losing some. Is it safe to say that we're not even really traders at that point because we haven't mastered our craft? Like you said, get great, become a master of your craft first. I, I highly agree. One of the um, one of the questions that I usually get is, OK, Abby, um, you know, what are from from my experience, how long does it take for a trader to go from break even to profitability? Right. So when I think about that is avoid big losses, make sure you avoid big losses. Right. Um, be consistent in position sizing. Right. And then we're looking at don't trade outside your trading strategy. So once you've mastered these things and you are consistently making money, you are, you are a trader.